Well, welcome back to Escaping Your Zone podcast. My name is Ashley David, and I am your host, and I am here with Megs the Connector. How's it going? Man, it's been a day of connection, and this moment is no different. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, well, you know, like we were saying, I'm excited that you're here. I was on your podcast in the past, so the tables have turned now, so... (laughs) Indeed, a twofer. You you made it on twice. Yeah, yeah. I guess you'll have to make it on here three times or something then. I guess so. We'll just see. Yeah. Um, so can you just tell a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I can. Um, there's so much to dig into, I suppose, but we'll go with the the mix of the connector piece since that was my uh, super well done intro by you, but I am most commonly known now in kind of in the online space as Megs the Connector, largely because my name is Megs and I am a master connector of people. Specifically, I, um, well, my whole life, I've just loved throwing a party, making friends with everyone. I've always been a mingler. I am just always into meeting new people hearing their, their stories, supporting them in whatever they want to do. And I'm also pretty exceptional at helping people believe in what they can do, even if they don't believe it themselves. And I've kind of translated that into an online business. I run an international online community. It's called Queer Impact Collective. And it supports queer entrepreneurs, creatives, and change makers by um, providing virtual meetups and networking opportunities, all with the goal of amplifying queer voices, empowering queer missions, which is pretty dope because there is nothing more powerful on this earth than being in community. Um, And so that has been really fun to see grow over the past year. I also host a podcast, like you mentioned, that you've been on twice. It's called Out What Now? (laughs) It's all about... Um, navigating and thriving in the coming out journey um, while having as much fun as possible because probably one of the primary things about me that I haven't even mentioned yet is that everything I do is fun and I love making things more fun, more accessible, and um, just like things are a big deal, but they're not that big of a deal at the same time and we could all stand to loosen up a little bit. So um, that's kind of the, the beginning stages of what I would constitute as an intro. No, hey, you, you did phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we're about to have some fun and dive deep into, you know, some, some questions about escaping your own comfort zone. But first, I just have a few uh, juicy questions I'd like to ask you. Are you ready for it? Because I didn't give you these in advance. Yeah, give me the juice. Let's go. All right, so what is your go-to favorite restaurant? Mm, it's called The Block, and it is in uh, St. Louis Park, Minnesota. They specialize in broasted chicken, and they have some of the best wings I have ever had. Used to be a Cajun dry rub person. Now I've moved to their Darling Dry Rub, which is, I don't know, it's like spicy and sweet and awesome and just mm, sticks to your ribs kind of stuff. Well, you just answered the second question because I was going to ask your favorite wing sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am also a psychologist, so I knew that was coming. So you just knew. 
<laughs> All right, so we'll skip that one. So what um, is your favorite book or like your favorite quote, one of the two? Mm. <clears throat> My favorite book, you know, I'm finally, I fall asleep when I read like a physical actual book, a little bit about me, um, but I have been listening to Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. Um, big fan of that this is the third time i've started listening to it and the closest i've gotten to the end i only have a couple chapters left you got so i gotta just gotta get on the bike bite the bullet on it and finish it out but what i love about it is just the emphasis on creativity and this idea that energy isn't created or destroyed it just moves from one person to another and if you have to like let an idea go or you don't have the capacity to fulfill an idea that's come to you, it might come back or you're gonna get a new one. And if you get one, you probably already have all the tools you need in order to make it come to fruition. Oh, I like that. what do you say it was called? Big magic? Big magic. Okay. What, um, what's your favorite TV show? Hmm. My favorite TV show is probably Handmaid's Tale, though I just watched a ton of Love is Blind. So I would say for like substance and suspense, Handmaid's Tale for mindless ogling at other people's drama, maybe Love is Blind right now. Okay, okay. hey, that's awesome. Um, all right, well, you passed those questions. Are you ready for the, the big juicy questions now? Yeah, more juice. Right on. <laughs> um, all right, so how do you think that you face fear um, and like what are some tactics that you use? <laughs> this has evolved a lot, like it tends to do for people who have life experiences over a more extended period of time. Um, I would say in the past, I have approached fear uh, by avoiding it or finding ways to cover it up and make myself feel better. And um, I've largely done that with things like food, alcohol, sitting on my ass, that kind of stuff. And now I would say when something comes up where I'm able to identify that the thing I'm feeling is fear, I approach it more with curiosity. Uh, and I guess the, the tactical piece of that would be identifying what the outcome I think might happen is. You know, what is the worst thing that could happen? What is the best thing that could happen? And what experiences, experiences have I had in the past or evidence do I have that those things might be true? And so it's kind of like asking more questions of myself about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And then when I have those answers, I can kind of fill in the gaps. Am I lacking a piece of knowledge? Am I lacking a resource? Am I lacking some kind of experience? And also, what tools do I have that might allow me to actually confront the thing that is really freaking scary in the moment? Was there something that kind of like was the flip of the switch where it's like, you know what, I can't avoid fear anymore. I can't avoid this. Or was it just kind of like a process over time? 
I think it was a process for sure. Um, where I initially started getting more uh, inquisitive or becoming a question asker was when I went through a year of coaching in the context of nutrition. And so I was starting to learn more about my patterns with when I would emotionally eat or what my eating or drinking behavior was in different types of situations, like why I was fine with a certain group of people, or I had kind of my desired behaviors with a certain group of people or on certain days of the week or different things that would come up with come up for me that would lead to a specific set of behaviors. And I kind of figured out what worked for me as far as like a workout regimen and what kind of foods made me feel best and kind of altering that, which is was a great place. That was a game-changing place for me to start with learning how to monitor my own behavior, my emotions, and then what that meant my life was going to look like because the behaviors you have reflect the way you feel and what your life ultimately looks like, right? And then I hired a life coach in June of 2020. And I think that's where I really started tapping more into understanding that there's always going to be equal support and challenge, positive and negative to literally anything you mm -hmm. do. And a lot of the work I was doing around that was around my queerness and the relationship I had with my parents and my family and with myself and the way I was showing up on my podcast at the time, which is different than the one I host now, how I was showing up in my business and kind of starting to see that everything challenging that has happened to me has been for a greater good or has built my character in some way. Um, and every positive thing that I've had um, has allowed me to build, but also I've been able to kind of learn where I had some gaps when things were kind of too easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I kind of, I, I like what you said, where it's like, you know, the, the negatives or like how you saw yourself and things like that like it definitely is a character building aspect and I think that's <clears throat> kind of like the main thing that I'm trying to put out there is like even if you do have negative experiences or like you know face fear or <clears throat> you know fearful thoughts and things like that like that's how you grow with that aspect because like you said like the positivity realm things might just be too easy so you need to challenge yourself um and grow with that so <laughs> leading to the next point how do you define escaping your comfort zone what does Ooh, that look like <laughs> i am out of my comfort zone most of the time i think um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is very intentional i mean you have to do that shit on purpose right and I think it's kind of a knowing because there is a fine line, right? There's a line between like just staying comfortable and then like, you know how you can, um, you know, you just lift super easy weights or you can get stuck in overtraining. And it's kind of finding that sweet spot of where am I pushing myself, but also like honoring my capacity to like, I can't do everything 
And so I think it's, if I'm considering at any point during any given week, I actually just listened to a podcast about this and I was like, that is so true. At, on any given week, if I'm like, mm, I'd kind of rather not, it would be way easier if I just didn't try to expand my business. It'd be way easier if I didn't go for that PR. It'd be way easier if I, you know, just got a an easy mindless side hustle instead of like doing the thing that I'm trained to do. Um, and so I think when I can feel that like there is potential and I do have the choice to quit, I would be fine if I quit. Like I would just stay exactly where I am. That's an unacceptable way to exist personally for me. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't align with my values. But the I think the kind of lingering thought of like, I could quit, but that's just not who I am. So I, I know that I'm stretching myself kind of like if you're finishing, I don't know how much of your audience is into fitness because I'm going to that a lot, but I'm in kind of a focused health phase right now. So I'm going to stay with it. Um, but you I can tell, you can tell if you're lifting the, the right amount of weight to get stronger, if you almost fail in the last few reps, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of like that. Um, like if I'm nervous to get on a connection call or I'm nervous to interview this guest that I've wanted for a while on my podcast, or I've got somebody new coming to one of my meetups, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're in the zone. We're doing the thing. And I know I wouldn't be here if I didn't have the, the capacity to do it or get pretty damn close. Yeah, no, 100%. I don't know if you've ever like <clears throat> read or listened to anything by Mel Robbins, mm -hmm. how you just kind of put the nail on the head, like the five, four, three, two, one, go rule, where basically it's like you can change your whole thought process if you just count down from five. It's just like a rocket taking off and I think that's kind of how you're living life is you're just kind of counting down, going with it and going past that, uh, past that zone. Yeah. It's, um, there's a podcast I listen to. I always tell my girlfriend, I, I don't even really like, like this person. <laughs> like I don't, but every time I listen to it, it's called primal potential. Elizabeth Benton and sorry, Elizabeth Benton, if you're listening to this, I do, I do like you. And the, <laughs> the message she shares has, um, has allowed me to continue making strides and changing my own life. But she always talks about upgrading your thinking and your one choice away from creating the change that you want. And it's, it's an obligation if we want to grow to become better thinkers and to take the pause and to give yourself the choice. And you don't have to make the most optimal one every time, but at least giving yourself the opportunity to make a choice that you're going to be stoked about later. Um, that's the key right there. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of think like, I don't, I, I don't like comparing myself to other people, but like sometimes you just have to, and you're like, if that person can do that, then why can't I do that? Like if they're killing it over there, like I can do that. Like we're all just people like, that's, yeah. that's kind of my mentality of everything. Like if you do it, I'm doing it. So um, yeah. what do you think that your biggest accomplishment is? My biggest accomplishment is. Or if you have a few. I, I mean, I have, I have several. I, I have a lot of <laughs> things I'm proud of. I would say right now, 
my probably greatest accomplishment is learning, getting to a place where I love myself, all, all of it. You know, the, the annoying habits that I have, the, the way I talk to people, the, the high energy way I exist, the way that I love other people, the, I love the gifts I have, I have flaws I have, I love my queerness, that was a huge barrier for me. And in doing that work, probably my next greatest accomplishment is um, healing and improving, healing or starting to heal and continuously improving my relationship with my parents. Because in my coming out process and, and really coming into myself this past like year and a half-ish where I've, you know, <laughs> just become like queer left, right, and center all the time, all over the internet every day. Um, that has been a, a really challenging thing. And I took some pretty big, to me, pretty big emotional risks in having difficult conversations, setting difficult boundaries to start to, to heal that relationship with my parents. And they love me so much and I love them so much. And um, I've really started to kind of see the fruits of that the past, I would say just a couple months even. So do you think um, starting your business um, kind of has helped with that because you were able to connect with others and connect with other stories and had that support group? Is that kind of why or like, why did you want to start um, your business? I wanted to, um, well, I had started my business, my initial business in 2019, I had a, a brand called Living Head First. It was very like escaping your zone vibes, um, all about mindset. And um, like the tagline was have fun, be yourself, live head first. And so it was about having a good time, connecting with other people, being authentic, <laughs> which is so funny because being authentic is what scared me the most of the time. And living head first was all about upgrading your thinking and the people you're spending your time around, et cetera. And um, I then was in a mastermind right as COVID, as the shutdown started and all that. Um, and I ended up pivoting my business because before my brand was kind of for everybody. I had this event series and podcast, anyone can listen to it, like whatever. And then I had a conversation with a coach that I got within this mastermind I was in. And he was asking me, well, what's your story? Who are you trying to help? And I was talking about I made all this progress with my fitness and nutrition. And it kind of helped me see that my queerness was kind of this underlying theme in why I was having a lot of sort of self-destructive, unwanted behaviors that I couldn't seem to get a hold of. And he's like, oh, well, you need to help queer folks. And I was like, I don't want to do that. No, thank you. I was like, I had maybe a queer friend like in my realm. And that was by design. I did not want to be, it made me feel weird about myself to be around yeah. other people. And so that was, a that was speaking of fear, was a really, really scary thing for I me bet. because, uh, because I just had this sort of, um, my relationship with my parents was kind of at a simmer, right? 
And I was like, oh, this shit's going to make it go way over. And I didn't even realize I had all this underlying stuff for myself. Um, and in that was when I hired the life coach because I was like, I obviously have some stuff that I need to work through and work out to be able to, to actually do this. And then um, as I kind of started working through that and I was kind of getting this idea that I wanted to bring, um, maybe do some kind of a mastermind or something with queer folks. And I was looking for another mastermind that maybe had, was for queer people, or mm -hmm. I could sort of get around other big thinkers or people in the space and I couldn't find anything. So then I ended up making it myself. And if I hadn't done the life coaching part and working on my yeah. own stuff, I never would have been able to, and I did a lot of that. Like I've evolved a ton in, mm -hmm. um, since I've released my podcast, which was September of 2020. And then I started doing Queer Impact Collective meetups, December of 2020. And I have evolved a ton in the way I'm able to show up on the internet, the way I show up for myself and, and all of that. So pretty terrifying um and That's I think awesome. it was yeah it was pretty it was scary for me it was scary for my parents um I mean my dad would wasn't going to call me and be like why are you saying it? he doesn't know what I'm saying on the internet but <laughs> um but you know that was definitely a, a thing I had to my mom and I had to navigate so that was pretty interesting but we got through it Hey, well, that's, you know, that's, a, <clears throat> I actually didn't know that story. So that's an awesome story. And I think, like you said, it's just, you face fear. And <clears throat> I think sometimes like just with that little push from somebody else will just help you kind of get to that next level. And then you created a whole community now that people can come to and get all the resources they need. That's the ticket. And it's, it is weird because I literally had like a queer friend and now my entire I live in this queer bubble right and it humans are we are built in we are absolutely amazing just absolutely amazing the amount of progress we can make physically motion emotionally mentally all of that stuff if if we're putting time and intention behind it we can not evolve like that like things take time but man the the amount you can do even in just a year no matter what your goal is is pretty phenomenal yeah I think definitely just putting intention and in, into everything and if you make goals for yourself and you're intention intentional about those goals instead of like coming home and just turn on the tv like you know that's that's not to get get you where you want to be um you just got to really push yourself and that motivate yourself to the next level um, so going through that, what is your biggest regret or like your biggest lesson learned? I think my biggest lesson that I've learned and that I'm starting to see just in all of the different things that are coming my way, the different opportunities, the things I've accomplished, the things I've failed at, they've all led me to where I am now and you know you listen to if, you, if you're in the personal development space and you listen to podcasts and stuff or anything to do with business you hear all these people who have made it be like you know you just have to 
like have the vision. Don't worry about the how. Worry about the what or whatever. The how will take care of itself. And it's like, get out of here, dude. That's so annoying because (laughs) I have no idea what to do next. But it really kind of is true. Like it's, it's little intentional actions that ultimately end up making a ton of sense. And the failures are just as valuable, or what seem like failures in the moment are just as valuable as the little successes you have or the the things that you're able to learn. And I really see that in um, breakups I've gone through, in pivots I've made, in the way that I like even run a meetup or the way I set up a podcast or how I show up in my day job. Like it's ever evolving. And I think that's another thing I've learned is just being open to the ongoing evolution and trusting that if I'm staying in alignment with my values, I'm taking, you know, intentional actions toward kind of my focus areas, which right now I have like a focus on my health. I have a focus Mm -hmm. on my relationship and I have a focus on my business. And that helps me kind of organize, you know, where my focus is because where your uh, intention, how does that go? Where your energy flows, where your attention goes or something. Basically, sounds about right to me. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Well, then talking about, you know, all your, where you're intentional in your life right now, what um, is your biggest goal for the next six months? Or what are, if you don't have like one big goal, what are some, some smaller goals that you want to accomplish in the next six months? My biggest goal right now is probably in my business big, small, whatever, whatever, but, um, they're, they're all kind of equal, but I would say the, the one that spins in my head the most is in my business. I am, I can feel myself becoming a CEO, you know, where you kind of start with something as like, if you're doing a side hustle, like like a hobby, you do it when you have time or whatever, you're still kind of like figuring it out or can I monetize this? Can I not? And you're very like in the, in the business. And um, so what I'm really doing right now is I've gotten to a spot where I can start outsourcing some things. So I'm starting to outsource having different people facilitate meetups because I hosted 75 in, uh, from December, 2020 to December, 2021, I hosted 75 90 minute meetups which is great. And I built amazing community and connections and stuff, but I'm starting to be able to zoom out mm-hmm. and really start to kind of play more like puppeteer and empowering other people to do stuff. So what I'm doing within the next six months is coming up with um, some finding people all over the uh, US and Canada to see where I can start to establish some different chapters of Queer Impact mm-hmm. Collective, which requires a more systemic CEO type brain. Yeah. Um, so identifying those people um, and pulling together a retreat and kind of teaching them the, the tricks of the trade 
of running something like Queer Impact Collective and getting kind of a franchise model built around that is where, where I'm headed with business. With my health, I am looking at looking for consistency. And uh, similarly to <laughs> the way that I can see my, myself becoming a CEO, mm-hmm. I'm also in a spot of kind of discovering what that like value and need of health and fitness being primary in my life, which has not been true really the past year or so, because I've, you know, coming off of COVID, got new relationship habits, which mm-hmm. come on, <laughs> freshman 15, talk about like yep. <laughs> new relationship 90, not really, but 100%. you know, <laughs> it's, that's, that's real. And, um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying just in the past couple of months, I've, I've been a lot more consistent with those in the moment decisions and little actions um, that feel more aligned with me. So I think it's maintaining that and um, continuing to, to get stronger, more behavior over outcomes, I would say. Definitely like um, intentional movement, um, eating the food that I know makes me feel good and, um, mm-hmm. and cooling it on the beer. I do love an IPA, so... A little bit more hey, athletic, athletic brewing in athletic, my life. Athletic, right? That's, That's the ticket. connected us. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, in my relationship, um, it's we're getting into having, you know, we're, what, 10 months in? Which is, that's decade in lesbian time, right? Right. So, <laughs> so um, starting to really uh, kind of co-create the um the life that we want to have and build from uh finances to the people we want to spend our time around to um how how we want to spend our time where we want to go on vacay and kind of getting in that energy of building a a life together versus the already awesome individual ones that we have yeah no 100 percent, and i think that that takes a lot of time to figuring the the ins and the outs of that but if you're intentional with it it'll work right yeah we got the the meetings and I what I love about this what I have in this relationship versus ones that I've had in the past is a a partner who really wants to communicate and Mm -hmm. know what my goals are and support me in achieving those goals and the same with me for her and that's something that seems like duh. Well, of course, when you no want that. but there are um, there are a lot of people out there who really struggle with communication about that, or who mm-hmm. if your partner like hears your goal and it makes them feel small, or like they have to do whatever. I mean, you always want to lift each other up, but you want uh, being with someone who is like, my life is already awesome. How are you gonna? And I, here's what I'm doing to make it better. What are you up to? And then you can um support each other and build together which is pretty dope I'm into it yeah yeah basically it's like you don't want somebody that like you're trying to like compete like oh I'm doing this so you need to do this it's like no you both do awesome things and just be there for each other basically get those pom-poms out (laughs) right (laughs) I can see it I can see it yeah um all right so to wrap everything up so if you wanted people to connect with you or to follow you where's the best place to find you at 
Instagram is where it's at. You can find me at Megs the Connector. Um, and if you want to check out Career Impact Collective or the podcast, you can go to careerimpactcollective.com. You can go to outwardnow.com. It's a really cool system stuff. It all directs to the exact same place. So check it out. Right on. And I'll put those in the show notes. Everybody can just click and then they're there and they're connecting with you. Um, yeah, Meg's in your ear holes, baby. That's where it's at. <laughs> so I always, I'm a strong believer that, you know, people can listen to anything, but what truly sticks with them is kind of the last thing they hear. Mm. So what is a piece of advice or what is something that you would like to leave with the listeners today? To trust yourself, trust that you are where you are supposed to be. If you have a nudge that you might want something different, believe it and follow it, dig into it. And I think also trust that if you have a nudge like that, you already have everything you need within you to be able to accomplish that. And anything you need outside of it, you most likely have access to because there are there's Google. You've got people in life and probably um, previous experience that you're going to be able to to build on. But it's a belief and a trust in yourself um, and a, a supportive community to help bring that belief out of you into your realm of consciousness so you can get out there and do the damn thing and escape your zone. Exactly. Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and um, super stoked for this. Thanks for having me. It was the best. And remember, growth is right on the outside of our comfort zone.